Hey, I just heard about this ball. Is it going to be a big night? Big, yes, but manageable. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Should be fun. Good. A little bit of school-approved fun should keep him out of trouble. Yeah. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK and Bayer. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We have a yarn about the Aussie soap, Neighbors. We are in the PirateNet studios. This time we're set up in uh, the Grand Hyatt Ballroom, just preparing for the formal, my formal from a thousand years ago. I'm Vaya. I'm a TV writer who can't suspend disbelief. I have Kate, who live tweets Neighbors most nights. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and lives to tell the tale. CJ, hot mess mum. Hello. I'm here. <laughs> and new guest to PirateNet, my workmate slash friend, Slash writer, comedian, performer, and many other things that I haven't learned yet. <laughs> Alastair Baldwin. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Yay! I'm so excited you're a Baldwin. Yes, oh. no. I'm um, the seventh most successful Baldwin in <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> um, but I, my star is rising and more and more of them self-cancel and become well, well, Republicans. N- now, and now um, is it Haley? She's not a Baldwin anymore. Oh, She's yeah. a Bieber. She shed it. She became a Bieber. So are you, were you counting Haley in that? Shortlist. I was. I hadn't. I'm not up to date. Did she okay. formally change her surname? They're yes. all quite Christian, right? All you have to do it now is change it on Instagram. Yeah. Yes, right. Ba- I yeah. see. Facebook. Yeah. We had a character that got. She was married for like less than a month and got an old, and she was still changed her name. The saddest. <laughs> she she broke up before they had. Um, Food at the re- wedding reception. Yeah. Oh, and she right. still changed her name. Yeah. But on the other side of the coin, Therese is keeping the Willis. Yes, she mm. said it's her professional name and it's her children's name. Mm. And my mum has, still has her second husband's name uh, because it's her professional name, even mm. though she's retired. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, when my mum retired, she went back to her maiden name, even though there was no divorce there. So I like it. Now... Al, yes. you, are, you are also from Western Australia. I am. I'm from Perth. We never have Perthanalities on this podcast. As It's our, a yeah. shame. I've actually been boycotting Neighbours because I feel like you've <laughs> really been ignoring it. And I understand that Erinsborough Street isn't in Perth. Ramsey Street. Ramsey Street. Erin, yes. Sorry. No, um, you can say I've been boycotting, so I'm not up to date with... <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of Perth energy in Erinsborough. Well, because we have... A, every now and then someone goes over to WA. So like, I feel like Therese spent a good chunk of time in Perth, didn't she? Yeah, because um, at one point Piper was going to run away with her boyfriend and they were going to drive across the Nullarbor. Oh, yeah, they were just going <laughs> to just hop in the car and drive. Yeah. Have you ever made that trip out in the car? Across the Nullarbor? No, certainly. And it's the one way to absolutely ruin a relationship. I don't know if... Those two. Oh well, she was she was kidnapped at the yeah. time. Oh so it right, wasn't great. It wasn't okay, great. yeah, you're completely throwing out your chance of even getting a Stockholm syndrome going because <laughs> it's really it's a terrible drive, and if you don't have good aircon, I mean, I think it's dangerous, isn't it? It's a dangerous thing to do. Yeah, people yeah. sort of die if you break down. Yeah. You're a, could be hours, days from someone rolling by. Yeah, the, there was like a missing guy from, from this area that got bitten by a snake because he got <gasps> broken down and he was oh. walking and he died. Because yeah. no one comes along to give you anti-venom. Yeah. Days mm. from rescue, minutes from serial killer movie. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. So you might be famous either way. <laughs> also, now you have a couple of Neighbours connections. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they are good ones. Well, firstly, did you watch the show growing up? Uh, I did a little bit. If memory serves, I was definitely a watch The Simpsons at 6pm kid on Channel 10. Traditional lead-in. Traditional lead-in and just stuck around for a lot of neighbours. I must confess, when I was in year 12, me and my mum religiously watched Home and Away. That was kind of our soap. So I moved over here to do a screenwriting degree and every single lecturer that I had wrote for (gasps) neighbours... 
And so we got all these good behind-the-scenes stories, which I am sworn to secrecy about, but I can hint at. I'm, I'm pretty uh, sure there's no kind of lecturer-student confidentiality there's a, <laughs> They're like doctors, really. I, um, <laughs> they're word doctors. And yes, and one of my close friends and former roommate is a current writer on the show. Ooh. But can yes. You, can you name him? Uh, Pavan Dutta. And well, we can point out the other connection to his name he was the namesake of a character. Oh, yes. It's interesting. He would always, you know, as I'm sure is, this isn't breaking any confidentiality, but writers obviously name characters after people they know or if they're particularly vain themselves. Um, <laughs> but I believe that character was basically my friend, except hotter. Um, <laughs> but was his thing, he also did improv or? Was that, that, was that Yes, so this is Mishti's arranged marriage husband. Oh, oh the guy that was like a comedian slash yeah. dentist. Yeah. Yeah. And he <laughs> came down from Sydney to whisk her off the show. Yeah, and he was in an improv troupe. And I believe the name of the troupe was, we were in an improv group at the time and it was our real live improv group's <laughs> name. What was it called? The Level 7s? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So he's been working there for a couple of years now. And he also named like just a random character after my ex-boyfriend, who's Ooh. an actor, Brandon Danker. And so it became a thing where like ultimately quite cruel because if you Google Brandon Danker now, it's this like bit part from Neighbours <laughs> instead of my ex who's and, like trying to get work. And guess, gals, guess who Brandon is? He is the hot concierge played by um, Steve Brax's son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, and I remember that too. He <laughs> got it on with, I think, Chloe? Yeah. Did the, it, yeah. On her first day in the show, yeah. she went and had, went to Passion the Pool with him or mm. something? She did, yes. And true to my ex-boyfriend is a real ladies man. So that does check out. That's a real... Talking about Neighbours writers naming people after people they know, did you notice in Friday's... Oh, no, sorry, Thursday and Friday's episode, the dodgy dude that Paul knows was called Donovan. Oh, really? Mm. I did not notice that. And I don't know if... I guess he was called that three years ago where it was a reference to Jason and Terry. He's a historic shock. But now we've got old mate... Um, Gemma. Now, another reason I've asked Al to join us is yes. because you are, you are closer in age to <laughs> our squad, to the squad goals, than us gals in the room. You are in, in, an early 20-something. Yes. Is I'm, that how you identify? I identify as 23. Uh, <laughs> I've got a couple months left to really ride that out. But mm -hmm. yeah, I was trying to do the math whether I was closer to 18 than 30. And I think I, yeah. Just. Yep. That feels like a very long time ago, guys. Yes. It does. Yeah. That's, that's why we needed a little assistance. Because mm. when we went to the formal, which is what we're going to talk about. We didn't yes. have smartphones. Mm. Or, no. or the, well, the internet wasn't great back I, then. Oh. I had a phone called the Phillips Twist. I didn't have Sounds a phone. Sounds like a great then. dance move to do at the formal as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had to take photos. We did the same with at cameras. the house. We gathered around, we took photos with cameras and we had to wait a few days and print them and print doubles so and you could give them away <laughs> to your friends. And you had to be a bit sparing with what you were taking photos of as yeah. well. Because like roll of 36 okay. photos was like a lot of money to And get. if you were lucky, one, someone brought the good camera and so you Ooh. had a few nice ones. And then you nice. had the, the good ones, the professional photographer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. And you'd pose in front so, of a So they still screen. do that now? Do they still have yes, that? Yes, there was a sort of there was a photo booth area a where you could go, <laughs> but there wasn't like sort of a a roving camera person. But we had, I think someone brought like a Polaroid or whatever because uh, it came back in fashion. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. vintage of, style because of the song Hey Ya by Outkast. Absolutely, shake it. Sales went so up. They danced like. to that when they were children. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. I took a disposable camera. Oh, Remember them? they are they are living on the edge. They took yeah. a shit house photo. Didn't they? <laughs> they really did. It was okay. Let me let me tell you about the old days. <laughs> Do you know what a disposable camera is? Or am I going to get uh, my, my woman explaining it to you? Here? No, no. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's a cardboard ones. box. May have leaked light yeah. at stages. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I believe when I was a kid, we got the like underwater ones or oh, whatever, yeah. and yeah, taken in the pool. Super cool. And those the blurriness of a disposable camera with the blurriness of underwater. <laughs> <laughs> completely unrecognisable, whatever it's, you're it's, trying to capture. It's like the original like, Instagram filter. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. But you didn't, um, there was no recall because it would take so long to get the photos back and yeah. complain about yeah. the purchase of your crappy camera. We're going to get to some formal chat, which is Friday, October 11. just want to do a, hit a couple of things that happened during mm. the week. 
Monday, Tuesday, we have some shitbaggery with Hendrix, Bachelor Tim's young son. And there was an amazing scene in the classroom where he replaces Harlow's cue cards with pads. Like, where did he get them from? Feminine hygiene products. What someone, a would douche. Heard, someone would have heard the rustling. It's a weird prank. The last time I was on the podcast, I said he was going to be a good kid in mm. the end. And I'm very disappointed in <laughs> Hendrix, I must say. Yeah. I do think that as of all Neighbours characters, he'll reach a peak crap bag and then this is eventually. Probably yeah. Though he is, like, he still has his touch of charms about him. Even with, like, Friday's yeah. episode, he's, he's still, like, laughing at Pierce, which is always good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, so he's terrible. The one thing I really want to talk about, and I know that it's not the main part of that scene. Well, firstly, what Harlow said and her standing up for herself was awesome. And what do you know about a girl's menstrual cycle other than wearing white pants and riding a horse? It was just a joke. Oh, well, you know what? You're a lot funnier than I thought you were. Periods are normal. You wouldn't be embarrassed if you went and cut your knee and it bled. So I'm not embarrassed and nor should I be. And how great was the teacher with the, I think you need to go and do the remedial year seven boys class Uh in this? We explain it all to them. Would you like to be part of that? (laughs) I loved all of that. It was wonderful. Also, Libra has a campaign about the normalcy of menstruation and that was played on, their ad was played right after. Oh. Um, so that was awesome. I believe it's actually SponCon. I believe yeah. because... What, our, yeah. Really? Let's get onto Media Watch again. Because our news department in the building that we're in sent me an email and asked me, oh, apparently there's a period story online on Neighbours. Can you remember one? And I quickly went into the archives and I'm like, yes, I do. Sophie stole pads from Harold's Cafe and Kersha got her period and the bitch girl made fun of her. And I sent her those links and then she said, I think there's one coming up because of the campaign. So Mm. then this happened. Interesting. And I'm sure bitch girls still do that. But also how far have we come in? Like that was two years ago and now girls stand up and say, no. Mm-hmm. You're an idiot. I no longer hide my products like in my shirt sleeve or like I just carry them around because who cares? Yeah, badge of honour. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> I thought you said badge of honour. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Badge of honour. So what I want to talk about is another dark day for Erin's Baha'i, unfortunately. Yeah. The teacher, about 10 minutes into the class, suggests they all take a break. Yes. Oof. I was like, oh my God, where's the curriculum here? <laughs> just even just say, read for 10 minutes while I figure out my shit. Even if she thinks some of the kids need to stand up or something, you know, move their bodies, connect their bodies, like yeah, they were talking about that. They're not preppies. They're not. Mm. They're, Good point. They're adults. Yeah, they're, not well, they're, they're near adults yeah. and can be expected to sit still for an hour or so. That's true. They are damaged from chemical terrorism, though. So oh, who knows yes. what's going on with these kids? You, you know about that, Al. This is Millsy, but mm. he's fine now because he has amnesia. Yeah. But yeah. he released ricin? What chemical weapon um, did he release? Oh. Something akin Cyan- to that. I am unaware of what he released, and it wasn't good. Well, I just loved, there was like a storyline this week where he was trying to get it, like he had to get a working with children's check to do it. And everyone was like, remember when you released those? And he's like, I don't remember. (laughs) But they're like, it might be tough to get you a working with children's (laughs) check because because you tried to murder hundreds of kids. Sean was all outraged. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, he he was a potential mass murderer. (laughs) Toadie was like really trying to stand firm. He's like, mate, the law does not forget, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Classic. And Al, do you know that only through me? Or have you consumed that via pop culture? I did. I had absorbed mainly through you just the idea also I think previous season of the weekly that I was on Millsy was a hard chat guest oh okay this is so we so uh, did a bit yeah. of digging into him and his various outings Excellent. also in the Harry Potter musical oh, or Puffs, yeah Puffs. yeah we, we saw him in the pubs yeah that's Aussie current affairs satire <laughs> show now Tuesday the 8th of October I want to touch on because we meet a character who come, becomes important on Friday. Guys, I'd like to take us all back on a journey to 1992. Australian cinema had a, a shining moment. Oh. Launched Baz Luhrmann's career. Oh. Mm. The jewel in his crown at the start of his career. Strictly boring. Oh. What a delight. Okay, quick quiz. Who had to study it in school? Me. Me. Okay, CJ and Kate put their hands up. I did not because... They didn't do that at your school. We weren't allowed to <laughs> do that. My friend had to campaign pretty hard to let us watch the Simpsons episode of Lord of the Flies when we were studying Lord of the Flies, <laughs> the book. And that was a lot of debating to get that across the line. But this this was just a movie text that we had to do. We also did like proof. That was that was pretty dry. Yeah, <laughs> mm. It was year 11 English. We did like mm. three films. Yeah. 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 Um, now, Al 
I schooled on Strictly Ballroom because I had to study it for work last year. Yes. And I asked if you'd seen it and you had not. I had not. Have you since seen it? No. Oh, how dare you. My only entry point for Paul Mercurio at all is him as a transphobic dad (laughs) on (laughs) Neighbours. What a terrible situation you're in to know that only of him. On the other hand, you look at him and you don't go, what happened to him? Because that's That's what we've just gone, oh my God, there's been a decline. Whereas you're just like, I guess you was always like this. Yeah. Mm. I did a Google image search and I was like, oh, right, because I was putting that person into the sort of dance movie that you were describing. And I was like, <laughs> it's, like it's f- not, <laughs> it doesn't not work. Well, kind well, of like, a bit funnier. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a fish out of water story, but he's not the fish out of water. No. <laughs> but if you could have worn those, um, the uh, tradie gear in, oh. in Strictly Ballroom, that would have been pretty special. Amazing. So we meet... Paul Mercurio, who is Grant Hargraves, Mackenzie's father, who has been estranged from her life because he didn't approve that she was transitioning and just bottled it from the country town of Burke. He was also peer pressured by Puffy yes. to, to not approve. We he, should point that out. He's like, you can't stand for this, mate. Sort it out. Go and burn those clothes. Ooh. <sighs> Heinous. Al, what was it like stepping into this big landmark storyline? Well, I'd heard a lot of news coverage, obviously, about Georgie Stone joining the show. It was great news. I am not a religious Neighbours viewer, but, you know, it's a sign for progress. And I was very excited that they were tackling this storyline. And I I was very pleased that there was sort of, obviously, there was Mackenzie's dynamic with her dad or whatever. But is it, who's her, like woman that she's staying with who runs the cafe. Uh, uh, Arnie Cathy, is it? Oh, no, that's Arnie Trish, who we never see. But she's close with Dippy, who's um, Yashvi's mum. Yes, Yashvi's mum, who was like, I'm here if you need me, stuff like that. I was like, oh, that's nice. It's making it a real safe space for her to have this confrontation. And what I really like is that it's been a safe space since they've introduced Mackenzie mm. and everyone's been really supportive of her except for a tiny little bu- few bumps in the road and it was good that they saved this big confrontation with the dad for a few weeks so it wasn't just day one trans character, day two I'm going to misgender you and you're, yeah. you're not a girl to me and blah blah blah. It was good that they held that off so that wasn't a horrible way to start this journey with Mackenzie. Mm. But so we do have What's his real name? Grant. What's his name? Grant. You, so we have Grant, who they've hauled in from wherever he was, and he sits down at Harold's Cafe to reconnect with Mackenzie, who he yeah, misgenders, calls her by a dead name. I also thought it was a bit of an intense conversation to have in a cafe for that many yes. hours because they were there for the whole night. Yeah. They, like, shut down business pretty much. I think if you're going to have this conversation in a cafe, you should be in one of the corners. Yeah. Definitely. Not in the middle. Yeah. Not, Get not, a booth. Not right in front of the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, not right in front of the yeah. cameras. Sometimes they can make little booths. Mm. That little corner area. Oh, they could mm. sit in front of the sign that advertises the deconstructed taco. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a good little booth. He's reluctant and Puffy tries to talk him around and he accuses him of having a PC agenda. And then he's like, I'm just trying to come to terms with, you know, my son. And Puffy delivers the great line, which is, which is you never had a son. When she was born, what'd you want for her? Oh, the same thing as any dad. Ten figures, ten toes, grow up to be a good son. But you never had a son, Grant. You've got a seriously brave daughter, though. Good work, Puffy. Amazing. And I love that line also where it was Paul Mercurial was like, come on, mate, you're cut from the same cloth as I am. And then Puffy is like, yeah, that's how I know you can change because yeah. I did yeah. too. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. I thought you and me were cut from the same cloth. Yeah, we are. That's how I know it's possible to open your damn mind because I did. I just really want some kids to watch this with their bigoted dads. <laughs> In a cafe. <laughs> do, do bigoted dads know about Ten Peach? <laughs> we first, the first step is to tell them where Neighbours is showing. Mm, I, I imagine bigoted dads are quite often uh, quite drunk by 6.30. Though, mm. So I'm a bit worried. They can, mate, catch it on Ten Peach. just come on the news. <laughs> <laughs> so. May I raise a question? Yes, mm-hmm. please. And I'm sure you've talked about this before, but Yashvi. Yes. Mm. High school student. Mm. She is dating Ned. Mm-hmm. A 65-year-old. You're right. Yes, yes. right. Yes. And I was let's, just, let's I just... was sort of felt blindsided because it seemed to not be an issue. 
and that their issue was something else. There's <laughs> someone out here that Ned is older than you and Yashvi's in high school. Yes, yeah. I'm, yeah. That, that's that's a step too far, isn't it? Yeah. No, I'm 23. I would not date someone in high school. No one who's not in high school should date someone in high school. One, one caveat for Al. Yes. One caveat. She's repeating, so she's oh, a legal she's adult. She's a mature age student. Oh, no, barely, barely. She's, she's, she's 18. Geez. She's But he's still what? Like mid-20s at least? They've or? conveniently stopped saying his age, but yes. he's got to be between 25 and 27. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. 24 if we're feeling generous, but I we're not. I remember when I was 18 going to nightclubs and seeing 21-year-olds there going, what are these old bastards doing here? Yeah. <laughs> A girl in my year level was going out with our friend's older brother. Yeah, we were year 10 and he was year 12. And I, I didn't get over that for months. I'm like, Shh, that would have made her so cool. <laughs> year 10 to 12 is like the perfect age. He difference. probably wants to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, anyway, so that's not the issue though. The issue though is that he's cozying up to Christy Wheel and Brown's character, yes. Scarlet. Scarlet. Scarlet woman who is painted with the crazy brush by the mm. script. Because you can't just have someone come in and upset the apple cart with, they've got to be crazy in the coconuts. Yes, and lying about all sorts of very serious things to elicit sympathy. This, okay, I was going to rant about this later, but I'll hop on my soapbox just briefly. We cannot, we, how irresponsible is it to have a storyline where a character is lying about domestic uh. abuse from her partner mm-hmm. to get the new love interest yeah. to sympathise. It is so dangerous when all we are trying to do is ha- have people be believed. Christy Whelan-Brown herself is an advocate for people who experience sexual harassment. Google it. Like, mm. how on earth are they putting her in a position where she's playing a woman who's lying about being abused? It's sickening. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, this is not on, this is no, there's no balance here or whatever. And I, I feel she's picking up from where Heather left off in terms of pantomime villain. Oh, Heather, that was Kerry Armstrong's character yeah. oh, who right. used to poison people with shortbread cookies. That was I, my umbrella rant about Scarlet and that's all we need to say. Oh. However, also, could you imagine if she wasn't so symmetrical and conventionally attractive? Mm. No one would let her get away with any of this shit. One thing that I'm that I'm really happy about. So basically, and this just fills into more of her 2D nature, all of the men don't notice she's crazy and the women are starting to get yeah. it, right? But who who does pick up on it? My husband, Paul. <laughs> he says I don't like her. Yeah. Mm. She's crazy. <laughs> he, he's like when um when like a cat goes yep. to the person that doesn't like them. Yeah, because Paul knows what it's like to be a villain because he's that. Yeah. So he says, no. Nah, no. There's not room for two villains in this no. room. Get out. <laughs> um, if a normal human was like, I've made you breakfast. We're going shopping. Yeah. Come and be close to me. No. And taking a top off. Oh, that was weird. That was weird. What a manoeuvre. Also that whole thing where she tore the photo because <laughs> she clearly wanted the one guy and then the other guy and his partner was like, oh, you're in love with me. It was just like, clearly not. Clearly, it was just such a ridiculous misunderstanding. I'm like, how can you not tell that you're not the target? That's just leaving aside the idea that she's printed the photo, which as we established before. (laughs) It's a sign of a psychopath. Yeah, that's the whole, that's the top, that's the most weird thing she's done, right? Or unless she's time travelled from the 90s. Um, She's going to get out of her um, disposable camera any minute now. (laughs) Now, speaking of cameras, let's get into Friday. Marquee storyline. The secret pornographer. Erotic cleaning pimp is back <laughs> under the microscope because Tarage and Paul have come back from their honeymoon to Europe. They didn't even need a shower when they land because, you know, they fly first class. <laughs> Tarage was wearing that same dress she'd been travelling in from London till that evening. Yeah. She's worn that dress for probably like... 48 or more hours. The only thing I can assume is that there's a shower in first class. I think there is. <laughs> but still, it's like a polyester dress. It wouldn't. It'd be a bit woofy. <laughs> I really like that dress. I, I, I meant to look up afterwards where she got it from. But they're coming back to disaster because straightaway work calls, Lassiter's, the plumber's been, and he's discovered spy cams in the hotel room. Spy cams. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> Why? 
it's just such a fun storyline because all of the flashbacks that they had of like them finding it a couple of years ago and then just are like, yeah, this is a thing. There's a narrative reason that there's still a camera here. And, and who did we see in the flashback? We saw Paul's niece, Madison Robinson. Daughter of Scott and Charlene. She did not seem to have a handle on the situation, did she, well, Kate? Well, no, Teresa's going, oh, look, it's fine. It was all sorted. Yeah, by Madison? Like, nah, yeah, nah. nah. She counted. She counted six cameras. She didn't count them all, mate. Uh. You know, I actually think this is the time you, you bring in a private detective. Yeah, not your niece. Look, if you don't want to go to the cops, you do need to investigate and fully, like, sweep the building as well. Now, back then, remind, Kate, can you remind us about erotic cleaning pimp? Oh, yeah. So let's remember back to the golden era of um, Amy's erotic cleaning career where she would hop in the old French maid's outfit and clean people's houses for money. Ah. This this took place before we met her in this current form of the character, in a a previous life of hers. When she was a single mum and she needed to make some coin and she's not ashamed of it. No one should be ashamed. Well, look, it is a bit weird. If you're a client, you probably should be ashamed of it. Mm. But so she had a pimp who owned the business and Ryan, was it? Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, Brian. And he came back and wanted her to put on the, the costume again. And I, I can't remember. And but Somehow it escalated and he went into the cam world. Like he's like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not content with my successful franchise where I probably make yeah. good money. He, he ended up getting the contract cleaning at Lasseter's. That's right. And that's when he installed the cameras. So had he, had he gone legit? Is that why he got the contract cleaning? Well, look, I'm guessing if he's putting cameras in, he's not 100% legit, is he? No, I meant, but like, did he have the French maids come in and clean Lasseter's? Because we <laughs> saw Heather in, well, no, sorry, we saw Madeline West, I don't know which character she was that yeah. day, wearing the outfit and it was basically the French maid's outfit, it did, wasn't it? It did look French maid-esque. Yeah, she looked really good um, in it. <laughs> I love that they bring back old threads. Mm. I'm just a little bit perplexed that it's this one. But we don't think that Scarlett knew because she gave that voucher to them and she's a porter which is a real job that people have in the year 2019 (laughs) which I do love now I don't want to be like wrong here I didn't realise women were porters in hotels because I thought it was a job for like a man to. I think it is traditionally, but I guess now anyone can be anything. 2019, you can knock someone over and ruin their career because they have a back injury and take their job no matter what it is. If she can haul my suitcase in her high heels and perfect hair, then good on her. I can get in a French maid's outfit and clean some stuff. And not a hair out of place. And not a hair out of place. So we think. Do you think it's her, Kate? You said. It looked oh yeah, like yeah. Her. The, the, the silhouette at the end of the the long mm. hair. There's not that. Who else? Who else has got long hair? Was well, it Chloe? It's Chloe the secret. Well, this is <laughs> this is the third time in at least three months that we've had the vouchers about to expire trope. Mm. We've had it before twice the, with now. The massage. Yep. Massage is about to expire today. Better use it. Who's ever free? But mm. also, all you have to do is ring the place, and everyone will extend it. And we're talking about a place that everyone knows the owners of. And she works there, so can't she... Why didn't Amy just go, it's my dad's hotel? I I don't... Yeah, I don't care for it. I can stay there any time I, I can, want. Yeah. I, can li- I can live there like the sweet life of Zach and Cody. I used to live upstairs. It's not that much of a novelty. And yeah. I had a better view. Yeah, she was in the penthouse. This is hmm. just a regular room. But I also think Amy just really wanted to bed Kyle in a place where there was no other people. Right. Because she was so sick of this woman being around ruining their vibe. It, um, yes. Eating all the Koyo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so she's buying her. So if you can think of any character on the show who you would thought would have been a peeping Tom, who, who do you think it would have been? Hendrix. Hendrix. Mm. Oh, no, I thought Gaz Can. Oh, Gaz Straight. Can. Sorry. Yeah, Gaz Can. Aww. I mean, he's not obviously not up to it technology-wise, but still, you know, he's, he's probably more uh, no, lurking outside yeah. your window. I was going to say. Peering th- through a crack in the curtains. I think Gaz is more opportunistic. Like, oh, hello. Opportunistic oh. sex offender. Oh, there's <laughs> existing infrastructure here from a three years ago camera situation. Just sort of jump in, tether my phone to it. Drill a hole through the wall kind of guy. (laughs) A Bates Motel vibe for this classy establishment. We are casting aspersions on Gazcan. Oh, come on. If it's going to be anyone, we are peeping. But he doesn't have long hair and the person had long hair. Look, he doesn't have the the nouse for it. He doesn't. Again, it's so weird that they're subverting this. Why choose this? Why choose a crime that men always typically, like nine times Mm. out of ten, commit? Revenge porn and, you know, planting secret cameras and all that. Why give it to a woman? Because they've 
already used up every other nutty thing that a woman could do <laughs> yeah. on this show. But it takes some men's things. So And meanwhile, the very real thing of someone's ex coming to find them and scratching their eyes out of a photo, make that a fictional thing oh. that the same woman, presumably, is making up so she can bed See, that could be chilling. Guy that and was like, horrifying. And then, like, get into his arms oh. while he's passed out and be like... Yashvi, come in. Oh, whoops. How much more powerful would it have been if he had rescued her from Sydney, from her left at the altar guy, and she did say, I left him because he's abusive and I couldn't go through with it, Mm. and now he's coming for me, and Ned's like, I'll look after you, and then Yashvi gets jealous, and he's like, mate, this is serious. Like, Mm -hmm. how much more impactful would that have been? Yeah, she wouldn't have been as as nutso, though. And they really wanted her to be nuts. So they were like, Kerry Armstrong worked so well. <laughs> yep. They do have similar skin tones too. They're kind of like, oh, maybe you know, she's the real more. daughter. Maybe. Ooh. Ooh. Well, we do know that she's got she's got this tragic background of like they showed a clipping from her scrapbook, uh, yes. and it was a newspaper article of um, the Brady family, the Brady bunch all died in a horrible accident or fire or something. And it it was the two other kids were the same age as her listed, same birthdays. So it was like triplets or something or twins. And that's basically, you know, you're unhinged right from that minute on Mm. when you don't have your, you know, wings and yams. Are we saying she was a twin? A triplet maybe. (gasps) Um, The evil twin trope comes back. Evil triplet possibly. Oh, well, that's even worse on Neighbours. Yeah. If there's an evil triplet on Neighbours, one of them's got to be a murderer. Because yeah. yeah. mm. okay. there's an evil twin, but then it's sort of a crescendo once you're yeah. getting to a third yeah. one. Yeah, evil twin or murderous triplet. Now, we'll leave all them aside because the only other thing interesting that happened is Paul and Tarage were chopping some carrots and potatoes for dinner. They have two peelers. Mm. And I respect that because most houses are one peeler households, but mm. they are equal. Yeah. They both have a peeler. Hang on, don't you have more than one peeler? I mean, I just recently got a second one okay. to help my marriage. No. <laughs> do, do you know what happens? One of them's in the dishwasher. One of them is mm. in the drawer. Well, hang on. You guys would have come from two separate households that joined together. Yeah, that's yeah. why we've got three. I and got my husband directly yeah. from his mother. <laughs> Fresh out of the box. <laughs> Speaking of people that cannot cut ties with their parents, <laughs> what the hell is Erin's Brahai doing with this freaking creepy dance? Oh. oh, my God. Hang on. Is that a new thing for young people these days? The, the father-daughter dance. The father-daughter aspect, the parents being very present. Yeah. No, no. I certainly, not at my formal, you would have a pre-thing and your parents were there and they would take some photos and then they would, you know, let you go to the event. Yeah, there was no pre-gaming. Mm. Oh, there was I back mean, there in was, my day. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. in my day. Okay, well, I yeah. not, not who I associated <laughs> I th- with. I think I went and got my hair done, my makeup done. No pre-gaming. My, my, my day came to my house, then we... Got a lift to the person yeah. who had the loosest parents' house where there was yeah. pre-gaming going on. Yeah. And then, and then we all got like limos to the pub. Then I drink a couple of bottles of Spumante and not know my name for the rest of the <laughs> night. Oh, you couldn't get too drunk at us because they did. I mean, we were good girls anyway, but the, the teacher, we there was always like this rule. Oh, yeah, they'll check you when you come in and they'll know if you're drunk. <laughs> sure, uh, they would. Yeah. My school didn't have formals, so the students put them on their sa- themselves. Oh, that's... Oh. We, we that sounds incredible. We and I do don't near eleven. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand why anyone was renting us reception centres. And <laughs> money yeah. in it. There's money in it's it. True. Also, we would also have an after party at a nightclub that somebody would lease us out. I don't know why. Wow. What? Yeah. We went to Taco That's Bills. Fantastic. And we'd just do the um. Went to Taco Bills. <laughs> it, was, it was a it was a licensed one. Mm. And then you'd get a stamp if you're yes. over eighteen, and everyone would just do this one. And then oh, Tom's um, nice. CJ is um, yeah clapping her R- rubbing palms her paws together. together. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> really sort inappropriately, like a seal. We, I somehow ended up at an, a club after the Year 12 formal, which is highly unlike me, and the accounting teacher was there. Oh. He was very handsome, so I was not complaining. Oh, I thought oh, you were going to say hands. Creepy. No. No, but I, situation. I think I, we all wished, but I think what actually happened was that he was a plant. I think the teachers sent him there to keep an eye out. Well, you oh. should send it on an attractive one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, that wouldn't be a good decoy. Yeah. Okay, so we didn't know. We did not have parents supervising. We had teachers. Staff would work yeah. the night. Yeah. And formal and the formal venue staff would do it. Mm. Security staff would be there. Yeah. Mm. I don't want my parents anywhere mm. near that joint. Hushing no, that certainly vibe. not for a dance, a scheduled dance event. I didn't even like it when my mum would pick up the phone while I was on the phone, while I was on the landline with my best friend. Hey, I get off mom. the phone. <laughs> Don't listen. What did you hear? What? 
Shut up. Let alone. I had my own phone line. But also, what? The actual fuck at the father-daughter turns. This is weird. Mm. This is like some sort of American like purity pledge thing. Yeah, they're going to start getting out their their purity rings. Mm. It's straight out of Saved by the Bell. Not even Saved by the Bell. Hendrix doesn't have his ring anymore. It's unsavory. That's all I can say. And also in this day and age of rainbow families and Mm. um, broken Mm. homes. and What are you doing triggering half of the kids? Even at at Kinder, they have like a special person day. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, Erinsborough High should have had a special person dance. Yep. And yeah. Ned could have been Yashvi's. <laughs> is, this your, is this your uncle? Well, is he uh, sh- are you here to chaperone, Mr. Willis? <laughs> They've asked Paul Mercurio mm. if he would do the honours and dance with oh, Mackenzie. Cutman, he uh, could have done the what is it, the paso doble or whatever. Paso doble. Dum, da, dum, da, dum, da, dum, dum, dum. Exactly. His <laughs> whole steps. thing. Did that, he like, was chunk. in a dance movie. It's all leading up to this one thing. New steps. New steps. Could have could have wheeled out JPY with a bit of <laughs> lovers in the end. <laughs> when he said he'd think about coming to the dance, and then when he arrives in the suit to go to the dance, these ladies. Alistair wasn't here. I th- no, we all had this direction going, oh, I, I think I dropped the tablet that we were watching. and I was so excited that we were going to see Paul Mercurio dance yes. for yeah. this. That alone would have been a reason for there to be a daddy-daughter dance and for me. For me. Mm. And, and imagine if he whipped out the old bolero again. Oh. <laughs> or or the Bond singlet. Remember when he did the Bonds act? Oh, yeah, I'd rather yeah. not this time around. <laughs> I don't even care if they cast him after the role was written. If you've cast him and the role's been written, you're like, quick rewrite, guys. Yeah. We're going to do a buff amendment. Puffy, you're out. Paul, get on the deep floor, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Grant's going to slow dance. What other reason is there to have done this? I don't understand. Unless they really just were like, okay, Paul Mercurio's going to get the role. He's auditioned. No, there's going to be a character redemption and they're going to have their father-daughter dance in private and we're going to get at least... 30 seconds of them dancing together. Okay, oh. all right. Kate Stradamus, I'm here. It's yep. okay. possibly in two weeks' time. It's not a it's not a long lead time on this one. But no, he's probably he's only gonna be around a couple of weeks, right? Well, he's done all of his scenes so far at Harold's Cafe. So maybe afterwards, because we don't get to see anything after the formal, maybe afterwards he's having a milkshake at Harold's and they do it there. Yeah, I was gonna say, we've discussed that Harold's is a safe place for Mackenzie. Yeah. Mm. So it's a good place for it to happen, right? Yeah. Obviously. And Hanson played there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, obviously, Grant bails, puts the suit on. Ugh. Where does he get it at short notice? Doesn't matter. Rents it. It wasn't like, a great suit. Both him and Puffy annoyed me with their loose ties. If you're going to go to the effort of dressing up like that, at least tighten your tie, do up if your If you're going to be an adult at a teen formal, <laughs> put in some effort, really. For some school-approved fun. For some school-approved fun. I loved the – there was a scene with the teacher that was like, whatever you do, make sure – uh, that they don't drink, that there's no fighting and there's no funny business, like listing the three things being like, so all of these will definitely happen in the and next also, 10-ish did that, minutes. Did that teacher remind you of anyone? Oh. Actually, you're probably too old a reference for you, but um, we've been calling him Kenny. Oh. <laughs> oh, I did. I missed that. It's, what's his name? Marty Muggleton? Yeah. <laughs> also... You're going to have to be specific on funny business. Mm, The teachers are going to need some parameters to work with here. It did feel like it was, you know, the dance competition out of Greece, wasn't it? You know, like keep at least um, three feet apart. (laughs) Now, Al, were you familiar with the inaugural season of Australia's The Bachelor Uh, featuring Tim Robards? Yeah. Passing familiarity, a lot of osmosis from the zeitgeist. Is that how you came to know Tim, our our Pierce Grayson, millionaire man? Oh, Mil- true. Billionaire. There. Yeah. I was wondering where they plucked this guy from. <laughs> That's where they plucked him, from so, the Rose Garden. So he's canonically a billionaire? Yeah. I think it's billions. At the Logies. <laughs> Tim himself told us that they thought he was a billionaire, but then tonight Hendrix confirmed it by calling him a billionaire. Oh, mm. it's news to Pierce that there's a formal. I mean, read the newsletters, mate. I'm sure they're in Hendrix's bag. His kids only been at the school three days. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how to do anything parenting. He doesn't. He doesn't know about the newsletter. Yeah. He runs to Susan. Like, oh, I've got to heat up his mac and cheese in the microwave, Susan. Oh. What do I do? This um, is not Susan's job. Every now and then, people ask you to do something that's slightly out of the parameters of your job. Teaching him how to parent is not Susan's no. job. No. We've all had a friend that we've asked her to graphic design an invite for us. <laughs> yep. Um, that's it. 
Let's talk about the squad. Squad goals oh, at the Rebecca House. Our gals are dressed to the nines. Al, did you have highlights in this ensemble? I did. I think Yashvi's dress, iconic. Uh, lovely sequined number. There's, there's pink flowers. There's a, is that a white tiger? That, it all... is stunning. That is my dress of the night. Now, CJ, you're partial to Mackenzie's lovely Well, it's frock. pink, it's ombre, there's sequins. It's floor length. It's floor. It's basic and I love it. It's and there's a bit of lilac in there too. Disney mm. princess, sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Harlow looks sweet. She, she's wearing one of her normal – I don't think that looks like formal wear at all. <laughs> she's wearing like a legal secretary dress. Yeah, it's blue, <laughs> it's it's a royal blue. Mm. Um, like we could have seen Chloe in that. I don't I, – yeah. It's very Chloe-esque. In, in fact, she could yeah. have raided Chloe's wardrobe and worn like the white dress Chloe wore as a bridesmaid. Keep it, it's a great idea. She should have done that. There might be some stains on that dress. <laughs> um, I just think she's just come from England only a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. She doesn't mm. have all of her True. stuff, you know. And she's not going to – like impose on the Robinsons and you know yeah, take well, them to the cleaners. Got back too. Roxy wouldn't own anything appropriate for the formal. Look no, at, I mean that leopard print thing would have looked amazing. Okay. Zan can up and left Erin's bar in about two seconds, and I reckon she would have left a heap of clothes yeah. behind at Sheila's. Sheila could have hooked her up with something yeah. better. But they all look lovely, just lovely. Oh, imagine if they'd recycled Zancan's controversial dress from her formal. That would have been great. Oh, yeah, that look did not suit her at all. It was hideous. And young Hendrix. Oh. Kate, which Disney character did you describe <laughs> him as? Cruella Deville. Incredible. He was wearing a coat made out of greyhounds. I have that exact note. <laughs> it's incredible. Dalmatian print, blazer. I would Velvet. like one for work on Tuesday. <laughs> I really want one. I'm sure that I have no use for it over at um, Neighbours Costume. They'd probably resell it. Mm. Yeah, Mackenzie looks like a beautiful unicorn. The theme of this dance is the BU ball, which they changed from the spring fling, another Americanism. From the BO ball. (laughs) (laughs) Over in the staff room. Now, they do their pre-gaming at a suite at Lassiter's, CJ, that who has booked... Um, Hendrix has booked the suite. We were saying earlier that Amy should just say, oh, my dad owns the place. Hendrix could just say, oh, my dad owns the place. Sorry, Hendrix did do that. He did what we wanted. He did what a rich kid should do. My dad owns the town pretty much. My dad has more money than, well, Australia at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So he has a party. I think there's 25 people there. Would we go 25? Mm, I'm yeah. impressed that he has collected 25 people in the three and days he's been terrible at Terrible security at Lassiter's because when we were at the Grand Hyatt, you know, for our formal. Some people got rooms? Um, oh. Actually, no. I've been to the Hyatt when a relative was staying there and he had a whole bunch of us over for drinks. And, like, they police how many people you take up to the room. Like, they keep an eye on that stuff, wow. especially if you're a child. But I they know. look very adult in their sort of Dalmatian jackets <laughs> and the like. I mean, you could you could believe that they're 18. But I do love – I'm re-watching Gossip Girl at the moment, and Hendrix has some big Gossip Girl energy. <gasps> Billionaire He's Chuck. Dad. He's Chuck. He is Chuck. This is why I like him. Yes. <laughs> um, now, they order some refreshments at this – party. So they're drinking and Harlow, because she is a mature-minded lass, she suggests you need to get food, otherwise these people are going to get drunk and Hendrix is like, that's what I'm trying to achieve. (laughs) Um, Are you not a teenager? Yeah. He's like, I want everyone to be drunk so that I can maybe hook up with someone. That's That was his goal. So Yashvi gets on the phone and orders nachos. So firstly, I dream about corn chips a lot. Secondly, she orders one plate of nachos for 25 people. And who does that? Skinny bitches. Yeah. <laughs> that is not, as a gal with an ethnic background, V, you should know better. You order enough for the room. Over cater. Yeah, over cater. <laughs> Plus it's not even your money. Yeah. yeah. It's a billionaire who's got footing the bill. It's not even Hendrix's money. <laughs> Although there is a scene later on where it's like, Hendrix, you racked up an $800. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, how do you go from one plate of nachos to $800 worth of room service? I reckon it was the 185,000 bottles of Spumante that he got before. I mean, yes. And he was getting them drunk out of the minibar, and that's a costly way to do it. Yeah, Probably a minibar is $800 if you use all of that. Top shelf minibar. And then the Wi-Fi costs for the live streaming cameras that are fitted in every room. What I felt like the nacho orders order was is, you know, when you're out for dinner with somebody and some 
girl says, let's all share. No. Let's uh, all share. No. 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 I want to eat the food that's in my requirements <laughs> to oh, myself. Oh, like, like I did to Vaya tonight. Can I just scab some chips? Yeah. <laughs> and I ordered Kate her own chips. Chips. That I asked to have one or two of. But anyway, but there was still. one nacho for each person in that room. So no wonder they were all drunk when they got there. Oh, just don't let teenagers organise anything. Now, Hendrix emerges as a bit of a fuckboy at this party. Yeah. I think calling him a Chuck Bass from Gossip Girl type is very accurate. For example, so he agreed to go to the dance with Mackenzie, which is lovely. But then she doesn't want to immediately go to some after party, which he has also planned in a different hotel um, suite, maybe. Was it an after party for two? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was like, I kind of want to hang out with my friends. And he's like, oh, screw you. And then starts making out with some other chick. I've, look, I've been watching Love Island Australia this week <laughs> as well. And it did feel like a very Love Island kind of move. Mm. Yeah, right in front of her. And I was worried that this was going to be a lot for... Mackenzie to take in, but then I realised she's seen some shit. This isn't no skin off her nose. Like she can come back from this. Plus, I don't think she's in love with him. But I think I think she likes it. This was her first like she's flattered romantic Mm. interest, and she was so nervous to tell him she's trans. And he is a billionaire. Yeah, he's he's good looking. Yeah, and his jacket and her dress really work together. So I'm insulted that he went with the girl with the red dress. He went with Liv, I think her name was, and then her dress is definitely not as good as the not as good. Harlow calls him out, runs over and says, how dare you, you're here with Mackenzie, um, you're macking on with another girl that's not Mac, and he puts like, the moves oh. on. He goes, oh, you're jealous, are you? Yeah. And then plants one on her without her consent, and what I love is that Susan mobilises the troops. Yes. Like the consent alarm that she's installed has gone off. You kissed Harlow without her consent, that is completely unacceptable. Oh, it was meant to be a joke. It wasn't funny. No, no, it wasn't. And there will be serious consequences. Like what? I will think about that and I'll let you know. They've learned some lessons at some training recently. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. She's been through some seminars. Mm-hmm. She's across the trans student. She's across the there's, consent. There's been a couple of um, pupil free days at that yeah. school, I would say. Mm. Can we get her into some sort of seminar to realise why it's a bad idea to have Millsy living in her house? Because oh. <laughs> he won't pass a working with children check, but he can live with the principal. <laughs> and the principal can still get a working with children check. Yeah despite the fact she's living with him. Oh, and what about the slap that Harlow delivers on Hendrix, just taken right out of the Kennedy playbook? So good. Love that. You know what is great? Yashvi has a broken heart at this Mm. formal. She is getting through the broken heart pretty well, I would say, for a girl her age. Harlow is able to stand up for herself in regard to the normalcy of menstruation and then when somebody tries to kiss her without her consent... Mackenzie is kind of about the crappy date. Mm. These girls are just not lambs. I love it. Owning it, independent Mm. women, part one. Yeah. And I love that Yashvi, when Mackenzie's dad doesn't rock up, she's like, to her dad, I think someone else needs this dance more than I do. And I'm like, yes, sisters, girlfriends. And if we didn't want no one to dance with anybody's dads, Mm. then this would have been lovely. Well, yes. (laughs) Also, but it was me. I'd be like, oh, no, dad, go and dance with it. And I'd be like, thank God I don't have to do this cringe. (laughs) But also cherry on the top, who does Yashvi then get to dance? Mom. Her mom. Oh, she brings her mom. So they it. just break down this ridiculous patriarchy. Exactly. Yes. Event. Yeah. What a weird, nice thing. Also, today I was at a playground with my three and a half year old and he was doing things that I didn't love and I let a couple of them go before injecting myself into the situation and telling him off because I thought, you know, you've got to let kids socialise on their own. I just want to let Pierce know that every time your son does something crappy, don't run over to him. <laughs> I just kept running over to him. Like literally... Every move he made. And it's like, oh. And then I thought, well, at least he doesn't He doesn't even think he's a good parent. So he's all or nothing. It's like I will do zero things and need Susan's advice or I'll do 14 things in a row and then also need Susan's advice. Yeah. Like he was more than happy to not even mention that he had a child. To his long-term girlfriend. Yeah. And now he's really? heavy-handed. Yeah, so oh. Hendrix appeared like Dawn from Buffy a, few, like, oh, right. a, a month ago and was like, hello, 
dad who, who's been on the show for at least a year. I exist. I exist. Yeah. You're a billionaire. Yeah. I'm the heir. Well, I did love that, yeah, they put him in that Dalmatian jacket just so that he could win Best Dressed and yes! give oh. a speech that turned into just a roast, which is very delightful. And can we talk about also that he's wearing a shirt collar chain? Oh, I love that chain. What is that? It's it's a, it attaches to the... It's a collar chain? I don't know. Yeah. They're sold on ASOS. Maybe there's classier people out there than me. stylish tie alternative for the modern young teen. If if you don't want to go the full Colonel Sanders. No, no. No bolo. But if you want a little tasteful chain, something shiny for the ladies. He stands up to accept his best dress. Did you notice Lacey didn't have to give a speech for best dancer? No. I don't think he had to give a speech. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Lacey, I thought, was Kersha's age. I thought she was like in year nine or something. Uh, Notice in the credits there was, what, Olivia and... Lacey Lane. Oh, Olivia and Lacey Lane. Because Lacey's the, they're the, um, the homophobe mum's kids. Oh. What? Yeah, so there was a homophobe mum. Why mom. wasn't she a chaperone? Yes. You'd think she'd be all about getting the ruler out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he gets up and says, you all know my dad. So firstly, why would any of these students know your dad? He only had a child in this school three days ago. <laughs> like, we don't know you, buddy. Yeah, we don't know. But, like, I'm still very impressed I'm, that he won I'm, anything. Yeah, how did he get voted in? People wouldn't even know his name. Because I'll be like, rich. oh, yeah, we'll just we'll vote for the bloody Dalmatian. They, yeah, they all just wrote yeah. Cruella on the Yeah, <laughs> they wrote the, the guy with the spots. Um, so he says, you know my dad? He's got billions. But he's a bad guy. Like, <laughs> he's a deadbeat dad. As opposed like, to other billionaires who are good people usually. And half of those kids would have been like, our dad's a deadbeats too. That's why we had no one to dance with at that bullshit father-daughter yes. dance. Look, mate, give me your stories. But really, he's not as bad as old mate Mercurio, is he? <laughs> no. no. He's not saying offensive things to his child every day. Uh, yeah, there was a scene where Puppy said something to Yashvi and she goes, you're my dad, you're supposed to say that. I'm like, well, not really. Clearly, the stuff that dads are meant to say is not going down next door. You guys want to know one of my favourite parts of this dance, though? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, just, you just need to go through and um, freeze frame oh, yeah. <laughs> the dance floor. It's amazing. That's like, they've gone to like the diversity casting agency, it's, haven't they? There was the guy who looked like he was probably from the Indian cricket team in like nineteen seventy five. An amazing stash and a very like Ringo Starr esque haircut. Oh, I just wish all of these diverse background characters had storylines or, or had point. children in the school. Yeah. yeah, it was in a carport. I want to point that out. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. No, it was at the Erin's p- p- Pavilion. Yep, that's a carport. <laughs> it's where they had the Moonlight Cinema. It's the gazebo where there was no murder. Yeah. Good point. Yet. And Kate, what did Yashvi describe Lacey the best dancer as? Oh, she was she was Gen Z's uh Kate Bush. Okay, this Al, is one for the, yeah. the old people here. Yeah. Is Kate Bush a reference of your people, your generation? Look, I am aware, I believe my in for Kate Bush is when uh Noel Fielding for Comic Relief did a Wuthering Heights dance. So that, that, that is the iconic Kate I Bush think dance. There's a general awareness maybe of Wuthering Heights amongst some sections. But to pull that out, one, no Gen Z person would be like, they're the Gen Z Basically. version of a reference that we wouldn't <laughs> use. They would just use our references, yeah. being like... Oh, yeah, she's good. She's like Hayley Kiyoko. Or she's like, th- we'd name someone from our generation. Sia. Sia's a pretty good dancer, isn't well, she? Or oh, Maddie, yeah. Maddie Ziegler. Maddie Ziegler, yeah. A little... But I, look, anyone under, say, 45 would be struggling with the Kate Bush ref, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, Yashvi, she's got older tastes, obviously, and dating partners and music <laughs> and stuff Ned. like that. Ned's probably telling her about the 60s and... <laughs> But we didn't see Lacey dance. Maybe she was pulling Kate Bush moves. So he's ditched his transgender date to pash the homophobe's daughter. Oh. It'd be like dating Pauline Hansen's daughter. <laughs> was there a cliffhanger into next week? Oh, just the, the cackling figure of, oh. of whoever the, um, watching, the, the, the mystery pornographer is. Watching Kyle and Amy romp in the bed. Far too much romping that I needed to see. A little bit awkwardly too. Yeah. Like mm. they didn't look like they were all that sexy. Because they, they put the bathrobes on. They yeah. put the bathrobes on. Delightful. Honestly, I don't like putting on hotel bathrobes. I'm like, do we know they've been cleaned between use or... Not you know? at Lassiter's. What we, now what we typically do, Alistair, at this stage is yes. we award citizen or citizen of the week. Delightful. To a character that we deem worthy or unworthy. Well, I would like to um, advocate that we name Henry 
Hendrix citizen of the week. Mackenzie was having a hard knife, formal as it is. She was waiting for her dad to rock up. He didn't. And then he just, you know, goes off and maxes out with some other girl and then kisses Harlow without consent and then does a speech after being awarded best dressed. That, that was the highlight. Though. Which, I mean, which is very fun. And, you know, he's redistributing his billionaire father's wealth through room service. Yeah. So he is a communist at heart. We have to give him props for that. <laughs> but I think on the whole, maybe more shit than uh, sit. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Thank you, That's Al. good. I like that term. More <laughs> shit than sit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have to give citizen to Yashvi. Oh. I mean... A, she managed to get herself out of the embarrassing dance. But B, she just looked a million bucks in that dress and that dress alone is worth Citizen of the Week. <laughs> also, good on her for like, ditching old mate Deadbeat Ned too. Yeah. She's finally, she'll escape the taint of Willis. And dropping the term gaslighting, which I think was ironic given the storyline we were presented with, but still, yes. she gave it a gave it a burn. In any other situation, it would be completely on point. Yeah. But I did, yeah, because Ned was like, what are you talking about? We weren't, and they were. Yeah, and we, she was like, don't gaslight me. I'm going to say Mackenzie because she just deals with whatever life throws at her with grace. Mm. Like new school, shit bags are plenty, dads let you down after being out of your life. And then we we also found out he didn't make contact even after learning her mum had died. Yeah. That's not terrible. On. I mean, and he's right at the very end, he says to Puffy. Oh, he said, tell him. And then he goes, tell her. You know, like he corrected himself, didn't tell he? Tell her I'm sorry. It's like the very bare minimum that you could have mm. possibly done. You do not get credit for that. Yeah, because he was all like, oh, I'm not dad of the year. <laughs> You're not dad of anything. No, he said, I'm not winning... Any Dad of the Year awards. <laughs> and it's like, no. no. <laughs> Zero. You're not even close. So, yes. Go, Mackenzie. CJ? Um, I'll just follow on from there and give Shitison to Father Mercurio. <laughs> I mean, he's let me down a lot from Strictly Ballroom days, <laughs> obviously. Um, but, I mean, I want him to be redeemed, but also I don't want his daughter to have to forgive him. Oh. Because so, this, I imagine, is true to life. People do have to cut out family members that mm. don't um, agree with their identities. Exactly. As queer people, it's all about chosen family and, you know, investing in the relationships of people who accept you as you fully are. And so just cut that guy out of your life, Mackenzie. He's not worth yeah. it. Squat up. Squat up. Just hang with your mates, Harlow and Yashvi. They've got it together. They've he got doesn't. it. Kate, any change to the saddest bitch rankings? It's hard to say, but I'd say probably Ellie's still more of the saddest bitch this week. She wasn't even in this week. (laughs) Yeah, she was, because she's still trying to, like, rekindle her romance with Sean. Oh, right. Romance, also, one night stand. It's like, just have some dignity, Ellie, and just say, look, let's just keep this platonic (laughs) until Mm. while I'm still gestating your baby. Yeah, Mm. fair enough. And then I'll give it to you after that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, I forgot to do Neighbours Council business in the sanctioned spot. The business, again. But I just have a brief item, and that is Patreon, patreon.com slash neighbourspod. We had two new patrons, Liv, who probably fresh from the school dance, and Heather, thank you so much. I haven't talked to CJ yet, but I believe Playing for Keeps is coming back. Yay. And we should buddy watch that. We should definitely buddy watch that. Kate and I owe you a buddy watch too for an English soap. So all of that is on the slate. It's coming up. Also, Vaya added a review um, last week you talked about how you were going to add a review and you did and it was the best thing I've ever read. Yeah, in the Facebook group, Neighbours Council. Yeah, thank you. Please join it. Hi, Neighbours. Sam and Chris here. Hello. We were very excited to hear Jackie Woodburn, Susan Kendi address us directly on last week's pod. It was genuinely the greatest day of Sam's life and that includes our wedding day and the day she got her PhD. Yeah, Uh, I was just very excited to complete the set. I've met Carl, Alan Fletcher before. And now I feel, you know, we're friends with Jackie now, so... Close personal friends. (laughs) Thanks for all the amazing work you do on the pod. It's fun to listen to people talk about Neighbours, because whenever I say I watch Neighbours, people say, oh, is that still on? (laughs) (laughs) Speak to you again soon. Bye. Thank you. Alistair, where do you play on the on the internet? Oh, I'm all up in Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Baldwin Alistair. 
and then also the same on Instagram and also I have a website, alistairbaldwin.com, with various links to stuff I've written. Did you enjoy going back to Erinsborough? I did. I really enjoyed it. I think I have to um, say goodbye to my allegiance with Home and Away. I now... I feel really connected with the other teens at Erinsborough uh, High. I'm planning to Date get cast on uh, – no, no, I'm not a Ned type, but I definitely want to be in that spin-off that they've got now. Oh, yeah. Excellent. And, um, yeah, really make a, a career as their friend because they seem like cool friends to have, to be honest. They do. Kate? I'm at Remude on Twitter. CJ? At CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram. And, and I paid my domain fee, so that's back. So CJ, <laughs> CJ the Hot Mess Mum. Com. Yeah, I was going to say, say the domain. Yeah. I am Veya Pashos. We are com. Twitter, at NeighboursPod. Oh, hang on, hang on. Toadie's back. We discussed this last uh, week. No, he's I didn't back. do anything. He's back. The kids are back. He looks fresh as a daisy after a trans-Pacific flight. <laughs> and Maybe yeah. he was on first class with Therese and Paul. He, at least he went home and had a shower. Yeah. I, I had two hours holding a baby on a plane and I looked like death. And <laughs> God knows how he did it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Al. Thank you so much for having me. It was a true delight. We'll chat to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.